Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a football Thursday. That's right, week 11 of the NFL is here and now, and we don't have to wait any longer, which is great. I feel like yesterday, it's just like yesterday, the Cowboys blew that 14-point lead, uh, but it's over. It's it's behind us, and now tonight, we got ourselves another game, uh, obviously with the the um, the Green Bay Packers and the Tennessee Titans, Dave Sturgeo, Chris Gucci, right here at Chop Studios for another episode, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, on the market because I've been doing a lot of deep diving now because I want to... I want to start setting myself up for longer plays or or making money on a Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, there's like two ways to do it. There's like plays that I'm just like, yes, take the money, invest here, boom, leave it alone, let it go, never touch it. And then there's times where I'm like, Sunday, this guy, this guy's gonna stink out loud today, and I really, really want to make some money on a short game. So today, as a matter of fact, we're gonna go long or short. Long or short. So long or short on specific players. And again, we'll get into the game in a little bit. And two of these guys actually pertain to um, to the game tonight. So we'll start with DeAndre Swift. Now, Chris, I bring this one up because of his <laughs> usage, of his injuries, of the fact that the Detroit Lions were one of the top offenses in the beginning of the year, right? <laughs> Scoring a lot of points. They're doing their thing. You know, Jared Goff at the helm, Dan Campbell in his second year as a head coach. The Lions look like they'll fight and scratch and claw, but at the end of the day, they're still kind of a not, not a good football team, right? Correct, correct. So, still not good. Still not good. DeAndre Swift barely getting action, like barely kind of like just I don't even know how to describe it, but like he's there. He's, he's not hurt. Well, he's missed time. He's he has. definitely missed some time. But yeah, DeAndre Swift, I'm not sure that the market has caught on to the fact that. He's not really that great of a player. That's where I was going with it. I yeah, have, I mean, I have this thing about DeAndre Swift. But I'm actually all, different here. Hold all on. the talent in the world, correct? Like we all know what he's capable of because we've seen it in spurts. But the guy cannot stay on the field, and when he is on the field, they're not really using him. So this is the carry. This is his usage in his last games: five, seven, five, two, six. That's he's, alarming. Yeah, he's. Uh, he hasn't hit 10 yards total rushing yards in his last three games. 10 yards? He hasn't eclipsed 10 yards. So we're talking about a guy on an offense. <laughs> they're, they're a really good offense. We've seen that. Jamal Williams doesn't seem to have much He's getting paid on the – he's a goal line vulture. So he, he's going to get those touchdowns. I think DeAndre Swift, they have the idea that he will be the clear one in Detroit. But DeAndre Swift, as I mentioned, he's not been able to stay healthy. And mm. for the reasons why I'm talking, I mean, they have 818 in future market projections for DeAndre Swift. And he's banking at about $1.58 per season. So now you're looking at about seven, seven years. I mean – I think that because he wasn't really the full-on starter early, you could you could skew some of that. If he be, if he gets healthy and mm -hmm. he plays a full stretch of 16, 17 games, that that average will go up significantly. So you have to kind of dismiss that because of their early career and see what he's what he's banked on a stretch of eight games. Like he's had an eight-game stretch in his career where that's pretty much everything he banked in his was career in one, what an eight was in an eight-game stretch. <laughs> so then you average that over the rest, and it yeah. doesn't seem like it's too great. So the talent is there. It's just the usage is not, uh, the health is not there, and because there's so there's already so many injuries that have nagged him throughout his career, and there hasn't been that big one just yet. They're looking at I'm looking at him as like he needs to be Joe Mixon for the next four years, right. three four years. I just comparison. don't see that out of DeAndre Swift right now. And there was those kinds of questions surrounding Mixon early, but Mixon was at least 
consistently putting up numbers when yeah. he was playing, not eclipsing ten yards in three straight games. That is, you know, that is one of those games, alarming. mind you, was against the Packers. So we know what Packers do against the run. We're going to find out a little bit tonight how bad they are against the run. <laughs> well, then so how come the Cowboys going to run the ball? Can't get 10 yards uh, <laughs> against Green Bay's run defense. I'm going to short you just for that alone So on top of all the other reasons. That so I right say. now, DeAndre Swift is sitting there right above, uh, right behind Connor, uh, James Connor, and right above Najee Harris if you're looking for a comparable player, that type of player. Look, he's RB1. He's just not getting RB1 usage. So for that, you're short. I'm short. I'm short on him as well. Uh, I actually wrote down long um, in my little rundown I'm, I, here. I'm so proud when when I see your notes and you're like you're in on somebody, but my my thorough analysis makes you say, sways. "Hey, you know what? It sways me." What are you going to do? I, I mean, mean look, do what you got to do, bro. I, this listen, is money we're talking about here. We're no right. There's no egos. When Check we, your ego at the door at the Mojo Market. Report. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's funny because there has been times where we like like oh fake money, fake money. But now I'm like I'm in it. You know what yeah, I mean? So no, I don't want to yeah. just like yeah sure let's go long on DeAndre Swift. My, and my, just tri- my trials are over. I now I'm you're fully fully gone. fledged Good. in I'm, the I'm Mojo Market. <laughs> so, yeah, my trials are over. I'm making money now. Or I'm at least trying to make money. <laughs> staying in the running back situation, a guy that I'm in on. I'll say it before you talk me out of it, which I don't know what you're about to say about this guy, but. Ramondre Stevenson, Ram Stevenson, which again, I don't even know if that's his nickname, but it might be around these parts. Um, He's up 4% in the month. He seems to be in favor over his backup and the other running backs in in New England. And I know for years, even when Tom Brady was there in his heyday, there would be four guys that they would use, whether it be, you know, the James Whites of the world, the Kevin Falks of the world, like all those guys. It's always been by committee, but for whatever reason, I feel like Bill Belichick is in on this kid, and I feel like they're feeding him a lot more. He's got a three-time multiplier. I'm going long on Ramondre Stevenson right now uh, as it stands. Yeah, I, I love his usage. I, first of all, the player we've been in, you know, me, I've been in on Ram Stevenson since since he got drafted. I thought he should have been the clear since cut. You did, since you uh, labeled him Ram Stevenson. Yeah, so so <laughs> since he was drafted, I was like, wow, I really like this kid. And I hope he's I can see him taking over that job as early as this season. And they did use him a ton last year, but Damian yeah. Harris still had his presence, which we'll get to Damian Harris in a second. But look, that was double another digit, voice, by the way. Double-digit carries in seven of nine games this season. Mm. So... They're running the ball in, in New England. That's the that's not there's no secret about what they're going to do. And there's no secret that they're gonna hand it to Ramondre Stevenson. But guess what? It doesn't matter because the guy's still getting yards. He's averaging 4.8 a carry, bro. He's averaging like, 4.8 a carry, and they know it's coming. So against the stack box, Ramondre Stevenson, if they had anything on the outside whatsoever, it would open things up for him in a major way. Mm. And I'm confident that the Patriots are gonna keep this guy around a long enough time as to where you might see that happen where you get to see him fully blossom as a as a lead back in a, in a powerful offense. Right now the Patriots aren't a powerful offense, but he is the entire offense. Ready? Five or more targets in seven of nine games. So he's got double digit carries and five or more targets in seven of nine games. He's got 24 and 17 24 targets throughout the course of the year, 17 catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, no, Ramondre Stevenson, the usage is there. I'm I'm really in on him. And it doesn't mean that I'm How about out. the fact that I was reading DeAndre Swift's numbers? I, I know you were. I was like, Dave, you're wrong. I'm so tired this morning. I was up all night trying to get Taylor Swift tickets, and I'm just I'm it's striking one of those situations out. where I was like, wait, did I write down the wrong stats? Because I just added totally up, on me. I just added up my targets and I was like, well 43 targets. He's 35 re- receptions, 227 yards, and a touchdown. It's been but rare. But shout out to DeAndre Swift it's, for it's getting It's very you know, rare that you see a New England Patriot back <laughs> need get to be the leading pass catcher very and the true. leading rusher. That's a James White. They've always had a guy that they've been able to spell their lead back with, and they've never even really had a lead back. We could think about the course of the last two decades. 
Let's go. How many years? Curtis Martin. Two decades, I said. He was a Jet after 97. <laughs> three decades. Let's go back three decades right? in, in that time. They've had Corey Dillon. They've had guys that, yeah, have, they have, that, have, that have shown up. But they weren't really the guy. They were like a guy that came in and he's like, oh, we're going to use him on the goal line. Ramondre Stevenson, he bucked all them Bill Belichick trends about not giving the guy right. the ball every play. And I love it. Now, I love it too. Now, I'm side. clearly going long yeah, on Ramondre Stevenson, if you guys haven't noticed. Um, and I'm three-time multiplying him because I'm very, very confident in, in the Patriots' usage of him. Flip side is a Damian Harris. Now, while we're saying and giving all the flowers to Ramondre Stevenson, there is a there is a certain somebody on the roster right now who's not benefiting from all this attention. Now, here's the here's the play here. Um, he's down nine percent in a month. The usage is down. The trust is down. I, I don't think anybody can figure out how just how much Damian Harris is going to get the ball going forward. But what I will say is, if you're into the multiplier game. For whatever reason, there's a 10 times short multiplier on this guy. And if Ram Stevenson keeps doing his thing, the long-term play of going short on a guy like Damian Harris might be the play here. I just, I, again, the New England running back situation was never to be figured out. That was like Bill Belichick's, like, that, that's the last grasp of a secret. Like, nobody will ever figure this out. Or, or, I'm sorry, nobody will ever figure this out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was it for him. But Damian Harris has fallen to the wayside a little bit, No. Yeah, I mean, he's dealt with a little bit of injury situation, and then he was sick this past weekend against the Colts, so he didn't get to play. Poor guy. But I'm looking at it in the beginning of the season. In the first four games, he had fifth. He had double-digit carries. He almost had 20 in week four. And then from there— that was six weeks ago, though. Yeah, from there, I think he got a little bit of an injury in, uh, in the Detroit game, and then he missed the Cleveland game. Since then, he did have double-digit carries against the Jets. So he has four games where Ramondre Stevenson played, and he still got the ball ten times. Okay. Now, the problem here is he doesn't really get much in the way of receiving passes out of the backfield. I think he averaging like a target and a half per game. Mm -hmm. That's not going to get it done in terms of you're looking at the other, his, his stablemate, Ramondre Stevenson, is getting has 40-something targets. So they clearly like Ramondre Stevenson. 43, and I read that on the Ramondre Stevenson uh, In both aspects <laughs> of the of, – in both phases of the game, they prefer Ramondre Stevenson. Damian Harris, I think there's a chance that he sticks around in New England for quite some time because I don't think he's playing himself into a. But big, that's what those guys do in New into England. a big second. They can deal. they can ride those two exactly, for a long exactly. time. So I'm gonna I'm I won't short Damian Harris by any means. I'm not gonna go long on him either. So maybe we should have made this a pass. You can I'm, pass. I'm gonna sit and wait a little bit because the only way I see him really shooting up in any given game. Is it through an injury? If if he gets the starting job and he gets to Very get twenty five carry twenty twenty five carries in a game, I don't like waiting on an injury, and I don't like backups that don't catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. I like a guy that's going to be able to spell a guy and has a clear role. I think in this case, he doesn't do anything better than Stevenson. Stevenson got three times the amount. But of, I do of think targets, I do think we may have seen the bottom in terms of expectations. As long as he's getting ten carries a game, I don't see him going further down. See, I don't know if he gets that. I mean, against I, the I understand Jets, that's bro, the trend, but it's just it's like, like the, in his last game. As weeks go by, I feel like Stevenson's really going to take on that like, role of just being the dude. In, just, in in the last game where they both played, ten, he had eleven carries. Yeah, it's right? interesting. It's like they don't have a quarterback or something. <laughs> I mean, they do. <laughs> do Mac, they? They have two. Mac, when you have Mac two quarterbacks, Tag, you have no quarterbacks. That's the rule. Uh, one Mike Francesa said that once upon a time. Uh, but anyway, Damian Harris, interesting play. I would I'm sit back gonna, just, just like you said. Yeah, we're just going to clear just on Damian chill, for now. Chill for Damian Harris for a little bit. All right, to a pass catcher over there in Seattle, right? 
Um, and I did the Seattle like Seattle. Russ Wilson did uh, when he signed that contract and then left town. Um, Seattle's tight end, Noah Fant, is a topic of conversation because, look, he was involved in the in the Russell Wilson trade. So new place, new, you know, new face, new place. So you got to factor that in right now. He's up 3.5%. Geno seems to like him. But Geno also seems to like every other tight end on that roster, and there's a couple of them. Will Disley is another guy with long hair. There's probably a third guy with long hair. And I feel like there's a lot of long-haired tight ends over there, except for Noah Fan. Uh, but I would say that there's a big committee, and I don't know if that plays into your feeling about this, the fact that his volume as a, as a pass catcher and target share um, has to have taken a hit over the last couple of weeks, no? Yes, well, I think his target share is actually – I'm surprised when I looked at Noah Fan because – when I saw him on your little list here, you my guys little were list, not big list. Me, little list. When you were going to present to me with some players, right away my initial reaction was when I looked at the market and I looked at his future projections or or the market what they haven't projected at. I was like immediately thinking short, 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 and I'm still kind of there, right? But I do have to say, I think Noah Fant's been playing a lot better than I anticipated when I looked at his stats, especially for first year tight end. I just place. thought I thought he was an afterthought. And because every like time I look up, there is trade. other guys in that Seattle offense, like as you mentioned, that I see getting burned at the tight end position. And I looked at Noah Fant coming into the league as a blue chipper. I thought he was one of the guys that were like, oh, he's a great receiving tight end. I expected a ton more at this point. I remember seeing some some plays in Denver where he had some splash plays, and I was like, wow, this guy's electric. He had like an 80-yard touchdown. I don't see that anymore out of him. I don't see that. Now, of, you think it's because of the dumbed-down offense, the emergence of Ken I was Walker? Just, I was just going to say, it's it's not the emergence of Kenneth Walker. Well, yes, maybe. Um, it's also the fact that they have Tyler Lockett. They have DK. They have other pass catchers. They have Disley. They have 15 running backs. <laughs> and then I'm looking at Pete Carroll's tight ends over the course of history. They really haven't had many tight ends that have shown out. Think about it in I Seattle feel, over time. Bro, Jimmy Graham went to Seattle when he was probably at the top of his peak. And did nothing. And then that's where the, the, the peak ended. He started right. going down right immediately as soon as he got there. Now, Noah Fan's young enough in his, in, in his playing career as to where he could still carve out a nice career in another spot. Again, he's only in his fourth year, so it's not, yes. like, you know, he's not um, a And I did talk about stretch. at length when we talked about Trey McBride how it takes tight ends a really long time, but he's in his fourth year now, mm-hmm. right? So if he doesn't show up this season, he's a first-round pick. Uh, Noah Fan, I, I, I believe so. I think so. Noah Fan was a first-round pick. For the Broncos? They went I don't tight think end that, first? I do not believe Curious. that Noah Curious. Fan got a fifth-year deal. So is Noah Fan in a, in a contract season could be it. He could be in a contract year this year. While Dave finds out, don't don't get it wrong. First Dave. round of the 2019 draft. So he's in his contract year. Did they pick up his player option? <laughs> when we go to sport track, right? <laughs> so, this, matters. this matters. I know. I, I know. should have done this beforehand, but no, no, no. Keep going. I, I, I definitely. I'm all. I'm all in on, I, on this I don't, conversation. I think if he's in his contract year, I'm gonna. I'm gonna short Noah Fant. I know that Noah Fant crazy. is a unrestricted free agent in 2024. So not next year. The year after that. Okay. So he does have another year. Um, I'm yeah. going to short him. All right. I'm going to short Noah Fant. Okay. All right. Um, because what you're saying is if he doesn't live up to this billing in Seattle, it's probably like the, the story's written and it's this over. Is, I'm, I'm, That's your assumption. I'm shorting Noah Fant because I'm going with my initial gut, and this is not for what I, I think Noah Fant does not – he does not reach what the market projects him to reach. I think there's going to be spurts in Noah Fant's career, maybe even the rest of this season, where he does go up. But if we're talking about long-term play here, I just don't see him being able to accumulate those types of numbers in a league where 
He's already in his fourth season, and he's just remedial at best. It's not like and, he's been lighting it up. And just based off the contracts of how things work in the NFL, it is a business. We know we do know that the NFL salary cap will be going up over the next course of the year because of you know the TV deals and all that stuff. But right now, his cap number for this year is just two point two million dollars as a starting tight end. Next year, six point eight. What does it Eesh. say? Yeah, that's a lot. That's what a lot. Is it, what does it say for his um his future? Right six dollars and eleven cents. And his average is. Not good. No, because again, if, if that's what they're they're only projecting, he doesn't have a lot of bank value over the course of three years. But think about it: three years, probably a dollar ninety eight cents, something to that effect. Ninety nine cents. Oh, yeah, Jesus. split Smash. the difference. Smash. Split the difference. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I, a little I hesitant there. Either. I'm a little hesitant there. All right, moving on. Let's Short go. Fan. Somebody's playing tonight. We'll kind of segue, you know, talk about a little bit of these two guys that are playing tonight, the next two, and then we'll segue into the game. Traylon Burks, um, again, drafted super high. I don't say super high, but, like, the expectations were there for Traylon Burks, okay? He's down 7.7% since draft day. He's obviously came out with the, the asthma stuff. He's come out with other injuries. Uh, he, he, I, to me, like, no, uh, Traylon Burks is a complete pass right now for me. I don't know what Traylon Burks is, is going to offer the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are the absolute worst Offense in football right now, yardage wise. So, how much does this guy contribute? You know what I mean. Like this is it's alarming for a guy for them to to spend this kind of draft capital on a trail on Burks for him not to do anything yet. Yeah, I mean, ten weeks into the season, just all numbers aside, because he doesn't really have many numbers. In the beginning of the year, they were they were throwing his way a decent amount of times, and I know it doesn't seem like a lot. He's got twenty five, six, two, three targets in his first four. But they were only throwing the ball like 11 times a game. So he was getting 50% so like, like of 50 <laughs> of the targets over there in, in Tennessee. Um, that's not going to change now. I don't see them going forward throwing the football a ton. He hasn't been able to practice all that much. And the times that I've seen him practice in the beginning of the year, right after the draft, prior to the season starting, it was a really bad look for Traylon Burks. He's just very out of shape. And I know that he's supposed to be one of these guys that is like a – A.J. Brown type where he's just a physical specimen. But I need to see a little bit more athleticism and I need to see a little bit more endurance. I need to see a little bit more that you're working hard in the offseason. I need to see a little more. And I could be completely (laughs) wrong because some guys are are arm practice guys. They just... They go up, they show the game, and they have a different speed. Yeah, on game but when day. you're that young and, and but when we're talking about the mojo market, <laughs> right. I don't want anything to do with a guy that's just a, a guy that shows up. I need to know that my guy's a professional. He's taking his job seriously because it's my money involved here. And I don't believe that Traylon Burks is taking his job serious. I don't believe that when I'm looking at the practice footage that just came out this past week, that I'm seeing a guy that's given effort. And now this is one of these things that I typically don't do mm. when we're talking about the market. I don't try and get in somebody else's head. I don't or betting or fantasy. Like I, right. I don't try and get into Traylon Burke's head and, and decide on what type what type of guy he is, what type of player he is. But when I'm looking at certain other guys and they're cutting a, a an out or they're running a dig and they're they're running it like they're in the game and you're seeing the talented receivers in this year's class that are working hard. I think they're all talented. I think Traylon Burks is one of the most elite talents in the draft class. But I don't see him putting in the work that I see the other guys doing. I see that he looks a little bit worse than he looked at his pro day in terms of running his routes and doing the drills. And I'm only looking at maybe two minutes of film that the that social media cut up for me. So I could be True, completely we're not, wrong. We're out in Tennessee's, uh, but, you know, but that's and their the security feeling footage. that I have surrounding Traylon Burks. Now I hear other people that I very much respect talking about football that are very big into college football and SEC, and they say Traylon Burks is that dude. 
right? Tennessee traded up. They essentially got rid of uh, A.J. Brown, and they got Traylon Burks with that pick. It was a nice move for them at the time. I hope it pans out, just not tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm out on Traylon Burks, but it's because I don't see enough um, usage in the game. He hasn't played much, and it doesn't seem like he's trying to get that out there. It doesn't seem like he's working that hard. And they chalked it up to asthma. Well, I'm chalking it up to she's short. Short. That's it. <laughs> that is the diagnosis. It is diagnosis short. Diagnosis is short. Uh, one more guy that I'm we're talking get, about. I'm going to get my head ripped off by certain people. That's, That's right. That. I love Just, just duck. Uh, <laughs> Alan Lazard is a uh, is a, a guy we want to talk about here. He's in his fifth year. Since being drafted, ready for this number? This this number, this is without multipliers, ladies and gentlemen. He's up 896%. So clearly when he was drafted, the expectations were super low, and he's exceeded all of them. Why is that? Why does Alan Lazard have such a nice little career right now as he's entering his fifth year this year, 10 weeks in? It's because Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback, right? So that's where I'm a little alarmed because while Aaron Rodgers, you know, again, lights up the world last week with Christian Watson, and, and they do their thing, and he's quoted, oh, we're not dead. Great. Another Aaron Rodgers quote saying something like that. They're going to tear off eight wins in a row. But what I will say is, how much longer is Aaron Rodgers going to be the quarterback? Are you are you in on a Alan Lazard without Aaron Rodgers? Because we're talking about the long-term game here. He does have a 15-time long multiplier along with a 10-time short. So it's a big decision if you're, if you're deciding on whether to invest in Alan Lazard. I love Alan Lazard. All right. So that's right. it. That'll be the show. <laughs> I love Alan Lazard and and loves him. Just on the flip side, we were just talking about how hard or not hard Traylon Burks works, or I guess I said that wrong, but you don't understand what I'm saying. Traylon Burks doesn't work hard. He's a first round pick, and I doesn't I don't see it. But with Alan Lazard, look at how much he's up nine hundred percent. You know what that means? That means that he had no expectations coming into the league. I don't even think he was drafted. Alan Lazard now up 900% because he works his tail off. This guy is there to stay. He's a consummate pro. He's one of the best uh, run-blocking receivers in football. So he's going to oh, so now end you're up... giving credit to run-blocking guys. Unbelievable. Well, <laughs> well, well, what I'll say is a guy like Lazard who doesn't he doesn't, you know, light up the 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 40 times. He doesn't mm -hmm. he's not going to stretch the field for he's you. A but gamer. He he's a, he's a random cob of He does a lot of things right and he has the trust of his quarterback more so than any receiver on that team. That's not going to change if Aaron Rodgers leaves. It's still going to be Lazard as the vet. Now, I will say this. Lazard's in his contract here. They signed him to a one-year tender. I don't think Lazard's going anywhere. It's going to be cheap enough. The Packers love him. The fan base loves him. I'm looking at his future right now, $4.78. If, if this is the trend and he keeps doing what he's doing, I find that to be very, very low yes, for his got, future expectations. Look, look, even if Aaron Rodgers leaves, which... I, I'm on the fence about how I feel about Rodgers. It's week 10. I we'll just talk said, about when I just we get said to the I don't like to get into other players' heads. Everyone seems to know what Rodgers is going to do, but they've known what he was going to do for the last two seasons, yeah, and he's been, still the quarterback. It's been exhausting over here still at Still the quarterback Studios. in Green Bay. <laughs> I got $100 million says he plays two more years, you know? We'll so see. we'll see how that plays out. And I think there's a, a shred of Aaron Rodgers starting to take pride in being the leader of these younger receivers. Oh, now he's starting to take pride? Well, they won a game. <laughs> oh, you all right. You see that? See, that's what happens when you, when win, you win games, games in the NFL. you take pride. You give a crap. <laughs> I, I, now it all makes sense to me. But so you're long on Alan Lazard. You think he gets a, somewhat of a significant payday in the offseason where he's at least paid to be yeah, the number he's, one. He's gonna be, I don't know if they're going to pay him number one money. Well, but how gonna, the heck, well, who's the number one then? If it's I think him. the understanding is that they pay Lazard based on his – his stats. Imagine where, how much where, money they were saving. Rodgers wasn't there. They maybe give him a little bit of a bump because of what he's done for the organization and things like that. But you don't give Lazard number one money. You bring in you you sign Lazard with the understanding like, hey, Allen, 
like you know we're trying to to upgrade here so we're going to pay you to be the number two and so be it there's nothing wrong with being the number two receiver in the nfl Right. Nothing at all. Nothing you know, at all. Get him, but, get him a nice ten million a year for two or three years. I'll take Alan Lazard on the ten Packers. million as a two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, twelve. Michael I mean, Gallup is making fourteen. So yeah, yeah I get that. I, I'm, I'm probably make fourteen then. Honestly. All right. Let's get into it. Since more. we're talking, what'd you say? Shit. <laughs> we're talking about that contracts going running up. He's got five tutties this year. Already. We're talking about the uh, the Thursday night football game here tonight. Uh, obviously, it's the Titans visiting Lambeau Field. Last time we saw both of these teams, Lambeau in Lambeau Field. Obviously, the, the Packers took care of business with the Cowboys, and of course, the Titans. What the heck did the Titans do last week? They won. Who they beat? They Who'd won they beat? 17-10. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a b- bum game. Okay, but they just control it, and that's Who usually what beat? has to be done if you're a Tennessee Titans fan. You're well aware that they're not going to light up the scoreboard. They're not a part of a great offense right now, um, but they have to get things going. Do they get things going tonight in Green Bay? I don't know if that's the recipe for success. I really don't. Denver. Uh, Denver. Okay. You know, Denver stinks out loud. So they're coming off a win based off of, um, you know, based off of whatchamacallit, a bad Denver team. So now you, you know, enter Derrick Henry, enter Tannehill slash Malik Willis. Like, are there any, are there any Titans right now? Uh, And again, try to just try to, I know where your root and interest is. I get that. If you're making money right now, taking all that aside, aside, is there any Titans that you're looking at tonight in particular? Yeah, if you want to make money, you go you go long on Derrick Henry and you use the multiplier and max it out. The Packers haven't tackled anybody this year. They're going to tackle that guy? No. (laughs) And we know that the Titans aren't going to run the aren't going to throw the ball at all because we've talked about Traylon Burks a little bit ago. We talked about they don't throw ever. The guy with the they're three hyphenated start, name last they're week, not Nick, start, something. When you econ. look at the Packers and you're like, well, their secondary is pretty good, right? They they defend the pass well. They do. If you they, look at the they metrics, jump on top of receivers right they before do, they get the yeah, ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Sammy Watkins caught his. Doesn't matter. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Um, where were we? <laughs> Who are you going in on on the Titans right now? Before yes, you get to so, the Packers. So the Packers they they can't stop the run and they do well stopping the pass. Titans don't even bother throwing the ball, so they're going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry 30 times tonight on prime time on a short week. I worry a little bit about the Packers on defense this Front week. row. All right, row. well, flip side. Does last week show you a little something about Christian Watson? Is that somebody that you can do a long-term play on tonight? You know, yeah. like where we were just talking about Lazard, and obviously he's built a rapport over the first four Watson years. in anyway because – I think we said that earlier in the week. You should be in on Watson, Watson anyway. I mean, I think you may have missed out a little bit, but he's the one we talk about all these receivers and and all the guys that have the talent. And there is ten. There's ten guys in in the first two rounds of the draft class this year that like eight of them are playing well. Yeah, uh, Christian Watson. He's had his hiccups and it's managed to keep his stock price fairly low considering. And now, based off this last week, it should be a little bit higher because. You got the confidence of the quarterback now. It's clear that the Packers have one chance this year, and that's taking the training wheels off Christian Watson and saying, hey, we're just going to let this guy loose because he's no doubt about it the most talented receiver on that team. It's just about getting it all together and putting it together and trusting his own ability and catching the ball when it's thrown to you. (laughs) Which he's done three times last week. Which he's done, but he also had two drops. I'm well aware. So we we can't overlook that, and... Look, you could play all great football, but if you drop the ball over the course of the second half of the season, then they're going to start losing favor in Green Bay because 
You know, I Rogers know, talked man. about Ro- the refs. I feel like Rogers. I don't think he's going to be that. I think Watson's stepping up. I think he had his hiccups, and then I love seeing out of a young player where he, his two his two drops were in the first drive of the game, and then you righted right the wrong, and he righted the wrongs, yeah, and he course. made four big plays. Love to see it, especially if you're an investor in one. Christian Watson. So that's the Thursday night. So football yes, game. Christian Watson. I do think that there's a little bit of a um, overvalue right now on an Aaron Jones, and I know I say that with understanding that I think Aaron Jones is the most. Aaron under- Jones is also a I think, faker. <laughs> I think Aaron Jones is walking booty. one of, if not the most underrated backs in all of football. I think there's some. He's a little bit overvalued going into this game, though. The Titans don't give up any run yards. Like they're. Their adjusted line yards on defense are by far the best in football. Really? So, yeah, they they play with a different type of toughness. And, and it's Mike Vrabel. Got to give a shout-out to the coaching. Like that, those, He's coaching those boys and, up. And you could really make the case that some of their games that they've played, they haven't really faced the most high-powered offenses. Yeah. And that's a fair assessment. But the Packers, to be fair, haven't really been the most high-powered offense. So if we're ex- which, which Packers offense are we expecting to see? They can impose their will. Bakhtiari should be playing again for the second straight week. So – I think Aaron Jones, if they give him the ball 15 times, the Packers win. They're 32 and two all time. Yeah, the Cowboys that also 195 f- and 0, went up 14 in the fourth quarter. Rules are meant to be broken here, but, bro. But in this game, I hate to say, like, I just think I'm, I'm typically the guy that's been saying, run the football, run the football, run the football with this offense. I think the path to victory here is to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. So I like the Green Bay pass catchers in this one more so than I like Aaron Jones. And conversely, I almost like AJ Dillon more than Aaron Jones for the style matchup because. You know, they smack you in the mouth. We need somebody to kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. combat that a little bit. I agree with that one. So please enjoy the Thursday night football game. And, of course, you could follow Mojo right now on social media, at Mojo, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Join the Discord. A lot of fun over there to talk and interact with other users, uh, what they're investing in, how they're investing their money, uh, who they're going long on, who they're going short on, all that fun stuff. Uh, again, just join that. And, of course, mojo.com uh, for all of the blogs and the writing that all these uh, phenomenal writers do. Uh, check out Twitter tonight. There could be a possible Twitter spaces before the Thursday night game with Luke Sawhook. So there's a lot of lot of talent going around the mojo pool, so, and yeah. there's a lot of guys doing good Re- things. Recap. Um, yeah, a little, okay, cool. A little recap. recap. I'm going to go with a multiplier on Derrick Henry tonight. Okay. And then I'm also going to go with a multiplier on Lazard. And then I'm just going to play Watson straight up. Okay, done. We're done. All right. That sounds like a plan. Long on Watson, <laughs> long on um, Lazard, long on Henry. Not Got shorting it. anybody. No shorting except for... Uh, Traylon Tan- Burks? Tannehill? No, I'm not shorting anybody tonight. Tan- right. Tannehill, he would have to have zero attempts for zero <laughs> yards for him to go down because there's no expectation that he's even going to throw the ball tonight. So Sounds like a plan. All right. Enjoy the football, everybody. We'll be back here to put a bow on that game and, of course, preview some of the big-time action coming to you for week number 11 in the NFL. For Dave Starchio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Go, Paco. I hate it. Yeah.